1: Black Catholic Initiative radio program here at the of Chicago, we talk about issues concerning the Black Catholic community right here in Chicago. Uh, you can, uh, my name is Father Michael Trail, and I'm the host here, and uh, I also serve as the pastor of St. Thomas the Apostle Catholic Church and School in Historic Hyde Park. Uh, you can also listen to this program on anywhere that you get a podcast and on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago, or also on the radio at WNDZ 750 AM. Today uh, we're traveling a little bit outside of Ch- outside of the Archdiocese of Chicago to talk to one of my good friends, um, Father John McKenzie, who is a priest of the Archdiocese of Detroit, and he's the pastor of uh, uh, Christ the King Catholic Church on the northwest side of Detroit. Uh, for those who may or may not know, uh, even though I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Chicago, I was born and raised in uh, the Archdiocese of Detroit, and Father John is actually the pastor of the parish where uh, that's in my neighborhood where I grew up, and so uh, Fr. John, it is good to have you here on the program and, uh, welcome to Chicago in some senses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very, very happy to be on this show. And like you said, I, I, I ministered literally right down the street from where your, uh, late father lives. So it's, it's my, uh, privilege to, uh, to be able to do that. And, uh, be close to to your family in a way,
1: absolutely. And I I appreciate you keeping an eye on the place while I'm not there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so today at our program, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about vocations uh, to the priesthood, particularly in the Black community. Um, and okay. I, you know, vocations is such a, a, a an important topic, especially in the life of the church, but particularly for us as African Americans the way uh, the way in which uh, the need for for vocations to the priesthood, particularly from uh, from the black community is so important, and um, I'm very blessed to call Father John a friend, a brother priest. Uh, and so, Father Father John, I you know a lot of people don't know you here in the Archdiocese. So, just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, a little about your own vocational journey, and uh, what you're doing today.
2: Well, first of all, just thank you for allowing me to be on the show. Uh, I you you are a very good friend uh, uh, to me and a brother priest, and I I've sought your counsel on a number of occasions, and I'm always uh, I always enjoy speaking with you, Father Michael. So, thank you for just letting me be here. Um, You know, I I my vocation story it's either like a roller coaster or it's like a or it's like a uh, circle. (laughs) And the the uh, the circle or the roller coaster goes like this: I was born and raised in in Detroit, Michigan, Redford, Michigan, uh, not too far from where I pastored here at Christ the King. As well as uh, Saint Suzanne, Our Lady Gate of Heaven, I have two parishes in the school. But I grew up in you know Redford, Detroit, Metro Detroit, and I went to a Catholic school um, where I got baptized. And really, you know, I I I enjoy, as a kid, I enjoyed serving Mass. We lived directly across the street from Our Lady of Grace Catholic Church, and I enjoyed it to 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 go there and serve Mass. I mean, it was beautiful. I, I as a child, I remember. I would, I would serve, you know, a number of masses on Sunday. I just enjoyed being in church. And obviously as I got older, you know, things started to change and I practiced less, you know, my, my faith in middle school, but I remember, Oh, I should say I moved to St. Louis with my grandparents, you know, so much a part of the African-American culture is also being raised by your grandparents. And I'm a product of that. So, um, I moved to St. Louis with my grandparents, and I joined a church there, uh, St. Alfonso's Rock Catholic Church, the Rock. And uh, at that time, I wasn't really going to church anymore. I kind of like just stopped going. But my grandmother said, "Listen, because I wanted to play basketball, she said, if you want to play basketball, you got to go to you got to go to church. And since you're Catholic, I'm gonna take you to St. Alfonso." So she would take me every Sunday to mass. And that gave me the ability to to play basketball. And my grandmother was just, she wasn't Catholic, but she was she's a she was a pillar of the reason why you know I've just taken this path of faith. And uh, in 1999, Pope John Paul II came to St. Louis, and she wanted to go, you know, uh, be with the Pope. And um, I was young; I was in high school at that point, and and I really, again, at that point, I really wasn't practicing my faith. And uh, she asked me to, you know, accompany her to the mass with Pope John Paul. And I was like, you know, I couldn't, I never could say no to my grandmother. So I was like, okay, we'll go. And uh, I remember being there and I was just struck by seeing Pope John Paul. And and there was just all these like symbols that, that, that I remember when I was like a young kid that, that were coming out and it took me about a year to really get back on track, but year 2000 which was the year i graduated high school things started to to change and uh, at the time i had been working um for this music marketing company i was going to school they were paying for my school so i was doing a lot but i really really started to to look at um at least doing some ministry in the church i mean i was planning on getting married and all that um but as time went on i kept feeling a deep call to the consecrated life so I had the blessing to uh, go to Rome in t- 2003, and I lived at this discernment house called the Casa Balthazar, which was actually founded by the late Pope Benedict. Uh, Cardinal Ratzinger um, founded that house uh, back in the early 90s with uh, several of his very close friends and um, stayed there for two years. And ended up joining a monastic community in this town called uh, Norcia, which is in Umbria. And uh, I was a monk for about eleven years, I believe, twelve years. So from two thousand three to twenty sixteen, I lived in uh, I lived in Italy. I came back here in twenty sixteen. Uh, I joined the the Archdiocese of Detroit, which is my diocese of baptism. And uh, they ordained me a a deacon and a priest, and I minister at Shrine of the Little Flower, which was a very big basilica with uh, elementary school, with the middle school, high school, and a lot of the ministry I did in the middle school and high school I really enjoyed. And then recently in the Archdiocese of Detroit, we went to this structure called the Family of Parishes. So I was sent in July to uh, a new uh, family of parishes, Um, that have five churches within the city of Detroit and two of which I serve primarily, which is uh, Christ the King and the school and St. Suzanne Our Lady Gate of Heaven. Uh, And we have a beautiful, big, beautiful uh, community center that um, serves uh, that uh, part of the community. So that's, that's like my vocation story in a very quick nutshell.
1: No, it's great. And I, and I love to see, you know, the, you know, the circle image is a great one, you know, being baptized in the Archdiocese of Detroit, going all the way over to Rome and living religious life uh, in Norcia, and then coming back home to Detroit uh, and ministering not too far from the place that you grew up. I think that's wonderful. Um, yeah. You know, so as as I mentioned, Father John, me and I, we, we've known each other for, for several years now and uh, become very, very good friends. And It's it's wonderful to Father John to to hear your vocation story and then also too just to see in way the way in which you're you know you're 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 living out your priesthood joyfully and um, but you know as as a priest you know uh, you're also African American as well you know and so that definitely that comes with a a, another piece of it as well and and uh, we've talked about this in some of our other conversations uh, off of this radio show just like how that adds a a beautiful, but other interesting dimension about that. Can you speak a little bit about just the 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 joys of of being a, a black priest, and uh, especially in a city like Detroit that is primarily black as well? You know, what what are some some graces around that too?
2: No, no, that that's a really good question, Mike. And I have to say, and just to be honest, I like stalk you. That's what <laughs> happened. I stalked you, Father Michael. Um, I remember when. Bishop Perry, he kept saying, because I've known Bishop Perry for a while. He kept saying, Do you know Father Michael Trail? Have you met Father Michael Trail? At the time, I think you might have even just been a seminarian right. or a deacon or whatever it was. Right. And um, so it was like one day I gotta tell this story before we get into <laughs> the other part. So one day I just I was like, it clicked. I was like, no, I gotta meet Father Michael Trail. And I remember I went on your Facebook. I, I went online, figure out what parish you were at. And I like hunted you down right. to talk to you. <laughs> right. And I like, I think I finally found the parish and I left a voicemail. And I was like, said, please call me. I'm here in Chicago up until a certain point. Literally, I fly back to Detroit. I land, I'm getting into the car that was picking me up. And this phone from Chicago, you know, the phone, the zip code from Chicago, is, is ringing my phone. And I'm like, I bet this is father Michael trail. And you picked up the phone (laughs) and it was just like, we didn't know each other, but, and this maybe answers the question in a way it was just like an immediate, you know, respect and, 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 and love. And just this, the same grind, the same mission, the same background, the same, so much, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just like it, that, that really like showed me, uh how important it is for us black priests uh especially of our generation to stay connected and be connected because you know it is we are who we are you right. know we're 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 african american we're we're black we're priests we're catholic um and we're trying to navigate so many different cultures and peoples and 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 bringing in our own um culture and 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 Understanding to to our reality, so so for me that's been uh, uh, you know there, I I wouldn't be able to live a healthy priesthood had I not had a friendship with you as well as other uh, Black Catholic priests whom we've gotten to know uh, over these number of years. I'm gonna have to just be honest with you. I yeah. think it's so important um, that that element that piece because. Cause we, we, we know the same grind. I mean, right. I remember we, you know, we all got together once and, you know, we're able to, to sing the same music, right. you know, I mean, that, <laughs> <Yeah>. that was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just, just those, those points, I think is are important. And I think, you know, in promoting vocations, we have to show, um, our our perspective, these perspective vocations, just how important to stay connected is.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to continue our conversation around the Black community and vocations to the priesthood in the Black community as well. We'll be right back.
2: Definitely.
0: Charity's Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continuing to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope, too, and it it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959.
1: Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Back with our Black Catholic Initiative radio program here at the Archdiocese of Chicago, where we're talking about uh, vocations with the black in the Black community uh, to the priesthood. Uh, Continuing our conversation with uh, Father uh, John McKenzie, who's a priest of the Archdiocese of Detroit and a very dear friend. Uh, when we last left off, we were uh, talking about the importance of uh, that, that shared fraternal connection amongst priests, and particularly for us as, as Black priests, being able to to stay connected with one another. And so I'm going I'm to tell on us a little bit. Uh, I hope I don't get in trouble for this later. So Father John and I, and there's probably about six other black priests uh, around our generation. We're in a, a text group together, and we call ourselves Black Excellence. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's a, just a chance for us to, to kind of sh- have a shared time and shared fraternity, you know, to have like those, share, share a lot of jokes and, you know, share resources, but also, too, just to kind of do that good, real check-in with each other. One of uh, the themes that come up very often, though, in that text thread uh, is promoting vocations to the black community. Uh, and so, uh, Father John, as I mentioned at the, the earlier part of our program, you know, promotion, promotion to the priesthood in the black community is so important. And so in your estimation, what are some uh, good things or some good practices or some good things that could uh, take place to promote vocations to the priesthood in the black community?
2: No, good question, and and I do love our chat, um, our chat group, and and yeah, we joke around, but there's also some really good content that comes out, yeah, uh, of these these uh, uh, texts, and I think um, one of them, you know, I, I honestly, I just think just being real, you know, um, we need to uh, just be real with our with, with our young men that are thinking about the priesthood. But I think in the in the Black community, you know, it's not like a lot of young men are necessarily even thinking about the priesthood. So how do we even get to, to ground zero for them to even start to discern? So I, I actually, I think we need to look at um, how we market, you know, uh, for lack of better words, how we market uh, vocation in, to the priesthood and, and with regard to the Black community. So I think representation is very important Mm -hmm. you know um having someone like ourselves uh in the community to show look you can be black and you can be catholic and you can be a priest you know um i think those those things are very important i think in our promotional materials to have and see um black catholic priest uh, uh you know or deacons um, in those promotional materials. And a short story about that, one of my, uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing RCIA class for a young man who is a Detroit uh, uh, Pistons coach. He's assistant coach for the Detroit Pistons NBA team. In fact, they are playing in the next two weeks, they're playing the Bulls in Paris, actually.
1: <laughs> well, we oh, um, We should go. <laughs>
2: I, actually, I think next week they're going to Paris. The Chicago Bulls and the Pistons are going to play in Paris. Okay. But Andrew, um, good friend of mine, he had brought his daughters uh, to this uh, Black Catholic uh, concert that they put on here in Detroit once a year. And his daughter saw uh, two deacons. She thought they were priests because they were in their clerics. They just got ordained. Um, And she saw two of those deacons walking up on the stage and she says, oh, Father John is here, you know, and and, and Andrew was like, man, she can't make the, the distinction or whatever. But what I saw there was like, man, she she's seen she's 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 been able to like there's representation there. There's there there's something about being able to see the black Catholic priest or the deacon. And immediately uh, bring that home, you know. So I think that's very important. But then, how do you promote the vocation? Um, I think we have to look at, you know, seminary. I think we have to look at how we form, you know, men within our own community. Right. Um, they definitely have to have have to have a continued connection to their to their own community. I think that's really important. Right. So when you're in this, once you get in the seminary, to still somehow have that connection to your to your home community within the black catholic community which i also think is also important for like the hispanic community as well. So, uh i you know promotional materials, representation of black catholic clergy within these communities and just being real, you know, just being having real conversation. Um someone just told me the other day this this lady uh her and her husband are african american, they send their kid to our my school. And they are becoming, they want to become Catholic. And the one thing she said, she was like, just don't change who you are. Just keep, just, just keep preaching the way you preach. Keep doing what you're doing and more folks will come. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. You know, just be real. Just be yourself. And and things will will start to come out. I mean, I've had a number of kids from my school want to become baptized. Now, no kid has talked about becoming a priest yet, but, you know, I think with time, once they see, okay, you can live this life and be at peace and joy and still be you. You know, I think there will be some some fruits that uh, to the priests that come out of this, God willing.
1: Absolutely, I I really appreciate you know that that importance and the emphasis that you're putting on witness um, because, I think I think about my own vocational story. You know, the first time I met a black priest and how profound that was to be able to see somebody. Oh, that that some, that someone looks like me. You know what I mean. And then it's it's easy to say, okay, I can see myself doing that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so that idea of witness and the idea of authentic witness is so important. I, I really, I really love that you're emphasizing that, Father John, because, you know, in vocation to the priesthood, no matter, no matter what your race is, I think the important thing is to be authentically you, you know, because yeah. that's who God calls first. God calls you as you to minister to his people, you know, um, and, and, and I really appreciate the, the, the your emphasis on just being authentically you, being being authentically you in the, in the gifts and talents that God has given you and being able to witness that joyfully to others.
2: And I think- w- which, which Michael and, and Father Michael, I'm sorry not to cut you off, which I actually think you do a phenomenal job with being authentically you. I remember when a number of conversations we've had, but not to go into all those conversations, but I actually say you do a very good job at that. And so a lot of my trying to do that is based off what I've seen you do and who, who you are. Oh, well, thank and you. I'm not joking. <laughs> thank yeah. you. I
1: appreciate that. I
2: appreciate that. You know, because
1: yeah. I, I think I think all we can be is ourselves, and I th- I think when we we authentically show that to others, you know, in in our in our faith, in our blackness, and you know, no matter what it is, uh, then we have the ability to attract others to it as well, and, and and to show them here's this here's this possibility for a life in service to God's people, which is a, a real blessing. Um. You know, you. Additionally, you know, again, going back to this idea of of witness, um, you know, you're very lucky in the Archdiocese of Detroit. You know, you have, you have some, you have a good group of of black priests and deacons there that that really create a, a good strong network and a witness to um, to a vocation to the priesthood in the black community. So, in addition to yourself, who are who are some of those other kind of people in the Archdiocese of Detroit that that are really uh, that you walk with each day uh, as black Catholic priests?
2: Well, that's a good question. You know, there, there are two new deacons just got ordained and I'm sorry, you put me on blast. I forgot their names already, (laughs) but they just got ordained, but you know, Sydney, Oh, Sydney, Deacon Sydney. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't think of the other deacon's name, but he actually, so our new deacon reached out to me about two years ago um, out of the blue, I was at his parish and he reached out to me and he was like, I want to become a deacon. And, you know, it was just an, again, one of those automatic, we get it. We're from the same grind, from the same, you know, culture. Right. Let's, you know, let's help each other out. Let, right. let me help you out. Um, deacon. There's another uh, fellow that is, I think he's discerning the diaconate right now. Jeff Kendall. He's a, he, I mean, he's a great guy. Um, his son, uh, uh, Christian would be an amazing priest. I don't, I'm putting him on blast, but this is in <laughs> Chicago anyway. Right. Um, you know, so, um, yeah. And I think also our coordinator, our director for black Catholic outreach, Vicki Figueroa, mm. who, uh, kind of like yourself, she's like, you know, African-American, Puerto Rican. And, um, but she's, she's, I mean, she's solid. She's right. laying a foundation for us here in Detroit, um, to carry on for many of years to uh continue to to build up the black Catholic culture uh Father Ted Parker mm. you know he's in within my own family of parish he's you know getting older but he's someone that definitely um I look toward and is a pillar really to the black Catholic community here uh, in the Archdiocese of Detroit and uh and I also think to, Many many black Catholic communities in the nation. I mean, he's really connected with the Congress and all that. So those are just a just a handful of folks that I think here in Detroit, you know, but we also have John Thorne who's who does a lot of music, Karen uh, Ward, Coleman Ward, his right, son, who right. does music for uh my church and my school here. So there's a number of folks here. They are actually in the process right now, and I'm I might be spilling too much information, but um, there, there, there's some laity working with the Archdiocese of Detroit, hopefully to establish a center for um, urban ministry here in, in Detroit, which would have a, a major impact on how we evangelize in the city of Detroit.
1: That's incredible, and I, I'm glad to see that the, the diocese that that raised me and informed me uh, in my faith is is still doing so well, and um, and to hear that the Black Catholic community in the Archdiocese of Detroit is thriving. What I what yeah. I love all, what I love all the more is just is that that networked approach not just in Detroit but uh, all over the nation you know where, where I've I definitely have seen as 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 black clergy as black deacons as black priests you know where where we might know people in Chicago Detroit Atlanta New Orleans California you know and so it does it does make the um it, ma- it makes the the network very strong and it, it makes those relationships strong and I think that's what also supports. Uh, vocations to the priesthood and religious life in the black community and so father yeah. John I, I we are coming to the end of our time here but I want to say thank you so much uh it's good to catch up with you over this and I, I'll catch you back in the text chat and uh, <laughs> but in the in, but in the in between you know blessings to you and to your good work at your parish and in your schools and for all the all the good work that you're doing and uh so this has been another episode of the black Catholic initiative radio show here at the Archdiocese of Chicago as a reminder you can uh catch this radio show anywhere that you get a podcast or you can find it on our youtube channel catholic chicago and i'm father michael trail thanks so much for being here god bless you and may god bless the archdiocese of chicago